When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Here we are, Bruce. 2021. We are done with 2020. We're in 2021. And uh, it's a brand new year for Star Trek, a brand new year for the Positively Trek podcast, which by the way, is what you are all listening to right now. I'm Dan Gunther. With me, of course, as I've mentioned, is Bruce Gibson. Bruce, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Dan. 2021. I I don't know what we're getting all Star Trek-wise in 2021, but I hope it's just as prosperous as it was in 2021 when it comes to Star Trek. (laughs) Well, that's kind of what we're uh, going to be talking about today the kind of general overview I've got to say for 2021, however, looks like it's probably going to have a little bit less Star Trek possibly than 2020 did. Uh, and this is just my feeling based on the kind of knock-on effects of coronavirus in 2020. We got a ton of Star Trek in 2020, right? We had four series airing, if you count the the one episode of Short Treks we got that season. And, uh, but a lot of filming didn't really happen in that year because of the coronavirus, which means we're a little behind for what's coming in this year. Yeah, it's a little sad. Uh, I was looking at the schedule of things coming out and there's nothing on there that says, oh, the season premiere of blah, 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 blah on this month. I mean, we don't know. Uh, it's yeah because of the whole coronavirus there's been delays in production so there's going to be delays as things come out for us Mm -hmm. uh i mean definitely not going to see anything in the first half of the year i think it's safe to say but maybe towards the end of the year we'll get something it sounds like towards the end of the year we'll we'll get a few things i think at least things that have been announced to say that they will air in 2021 and and we'll get to that so we I basically dis- divided today's episode up into various chunks of uh, the various aspects of Star Trek, the first of which is Star Trek on television. So in 2021, uh, like we said, it may be a little sparse, but there are a few things happening with regards to production, as well as things that will air, like you say, definitely more towards the uh, latter half of 2021, if 2021 at all. So Uh, First of all, this episode drops on January 5th, so we're at the very start of 2021, and as of today, there is one more episode of Season 3 of Star Trek Discovery to air, That Hope Is You Part 2, the season finale. So uh, that is one episode of Star Trek that for sure we will get this year. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, at least we get something new this year. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right now, as far as television goes, season four of Star Trek Discovery is currently in production. And they say that the goal is to air late in 2021. Again, these could be pushed. Who knows? The The goal is late 2021 for that. Production for the season is set to end in June of this year. So we could get that before the end of the year. That is entirely possible, but I would say, I'd say November at the earliest. Yeah, I, I would agree. Well, the next series I want to talk about is, has we've also been told will air sometime in 2021. Again, no set dates, but production of season two of Star Trek Lower Decks continues as we speak. Uh, and they have said that they will air sometime in 2021. So uh, what are your kind of hopes for season two of Lower Decks? Well, I really do hope we're going to see season two this year. And didn't they say, didn't Mike McMahon say that there's actually a few episodes already completed? Uh, I don't know that they're done as far as the voice work and everything, but uh, a few weeks ago we talked about how he had seen all of the storyboards and uh, animatics for the episode up to episode nine, I think, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, see, then I, I, I don't know because, I mean, I don't, of course, work in animation production for TV shows, but, you know, from what I've heard, animation takes a long time. So even though they've had storyboards done and, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take for them to get these done and out by 2021. Again, it would probably be later in the year at the earliest. Okay. Well, I, I am going by what they have said. So they do say that season two will air in 2021. So all of, all of what I have for this episode is, is, has been said by the people making the shows. Well, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I've had experiences before with other franchises in this one where, oh, it's going to come. And then there's, it's delayed, you know, something happens. I guess what I'm just saying is I'm concerned that there'll be you know, will they get them done in time? They're shooting for 2021. And I would say that if they're saying that, then they know their timeline of what they can make and what they can't make. I can say this for sure, though. I know it's going to be extremely important from CBS All Access or now Paramount Plus to get Star Trek new episodes on as quickly as they can because they do not want to have this gap of a year of no new content. They want it coming out fairly often. I don't know. I have high hopes for Lower Decks because we do know that some of the voice work has already been done for I don't know how many episodes and that sort of thing. And it's also something that we've been told they work from home extremely well at. All of season one almost was done working from home as far as voice work and that sort of thing goes. So I don't know. I'm I'm really hopeful for this. Uh, the other animated series as well, we have been told, is coming in 2021 as well. Star Trek Prodigy, uh, which we've not seen a lot of progress on, but they have been working pretty steadily on for the last few years. Uh, production of season one as of now continues. They're still working on it with the show airing again in quotes sometime in 2021 is uh, what the studio has told us. So. I don't know. I I'm, I think 2021, if nothing else, will be the year for animated Star Trek. That's my hope. I was just going to say, I would say it's almost a definite that we'll see Prodigy because they've been working on that for a while. I would say that it's likely that we'll see Lower Decks 
very likely that we'll see something from Lower Decks. And it's it's likely we'll see something from Discovery by the end of the year. Absolutely. Well, another series, of course, that we're keeping an our, our eye on uh, that has had some delays is Star Trek Picard. The production of that series is set to begin in February. So they have scheduled filming to begin in February. We'll see if that holds. Still kind of tentative right now. We've also been told that production of seasons two and three will kind of run concurrently. So they're going to be doing season two and then go right into season three. Uh, but we have unknown as to when that's going to air. So they have not said 2021 or anything like that. But presumably production of that will start this year, depending on how the whole COVID-19 situation pans out. Yeah, I don't see season two of Picard coming out this year. Uh, no, but, I don't either. You know, it, it's really disappointing to me. This is probably the most disappointing thing for me because it, it's the one we've had the biggest gap on so far from a, a season because it aired earlier in 2020. And so I'm at a point now that we've just finished watching Lower Decks. We just finished watching Discovery. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the next chapter of Picard. And I'm like, oh, I may not get that chapter of Picard for a while and get back to Lower Decks and Discovery and Prodigy. And then sometime later than we get to Picard. That just <laughs> seems like a big gap. Yeah, the odd thing with the way things have scheduled and the way things have worked out is that when season three of Discovery is done, it's likely the next live action installment of Star Trek we'll get will be Discovery again. Yeah. Because that's been the most recent one they've worked on. So that's uh, it's really it's an interesting way that this has all shifted the schedule. Yeah, but, you know, I'm so spoiled because I we mean, really are we really are so freaking spoiled because i'm thinking if let's say star trek picard were a movie we're not going to get the follow-up movie for another two to three years afterwards anyway mm -hmm. so i mean you know if it's not until 2022 that we get picard oh well we're getting other star trek in between you know yeah we've got enough going on i can wait yeah absolutely well, if news from Discovery, Lower Decks, and Prodigy and Picard weren't enough, we also have uh, some news about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, kind of uh, one of the more unknown series. Of course, we know it's going to be centering around Pike and Spock and Number One. Uh, apparently, they have scheduled, according to studios in Toronto, uh, they've, they're scheduled to go into production in February of this year with uh, wrapping of production in July. Uh, this is one series, though, that we don't have an, uh, an air date for as well. They've not said 2021 or anything like that. I'm not sure what the plan is for when it's aired, but they have definite start and end dates for the production that, you know, of course, could shift depending on what happens. Uh, but also it's been said by Alex Kurtzman that this series has the most finished scripts that they have before going into production of any Star Trek series ever. So because of COVID, they've had a huge long lead time for pre-production. So they've gotten more pre-production work done on this show than any other Star Trek series, which is definitely promising. The, uh, this is one good thing that comes out of COVID is giving writers more time to write scripts for strange new worlds. Cause they can really Absolutely. spend some time and hone in on them and, you know, 
keep rewriting and fixing it the way they really want them to be. Just have that time to work on these scripts. So that that could be a promising thing for this, at least this season one of the series. Yeah, definitely. Well, the final Star Trek television series, there's still one more that we have to talk about. Uh, this is one that, again, like Strange New Worlds, has had a long lead time as far as getting scripts and stuff, apparently, but no timeline yet on production for the series. Star Trek Section 31 is kind of the biggest unknown on this list at the moment. We do know that they are going ahead with this series, that it is still something on their radar and on their their internal schedule, possibly, but as far as public details, we don't know when or uh, how that's that production is going to look when they get on it. If that's going to be this year at all, or if that's pushed to a later year, we're really not sure right now. We do know that there are scripts, so whenever that one goes into production, it's probably going to have an even bigger record for most lead time getting scripts ready before going into production than Strange New Worlds did. This is the one that I'm probably the most anxious about on this list right now because of the way Giorgio ended her trip with Discovery, her journey with them, going through the... I don't want to get into spoilers or anything if nobody's watching, but anyway, I want to see where Giorgio lands. Like, mm -hmm. I'm very curious to know what's going... Like, I kind of know what's com coming up with Strange New Worlds, right? We know we're on the Enterprise. We know who the captain is and the first officer. We know Spock's there. We know you're going to get these stories. Like, we kind of know what we're going to get with that. And of course, we know from the other series what the next seasons, you know, we know the crews and all that stuff. Prodigy, I'm still very interested in, but we got a little bit... But with Section 31, it's like, I want to know where Giorgio lands. Like, I want to know... Like, I'm just dying to know that piece of information. So it's like that series couldn't come any sooner. But the good news is, as I'm looking through this list of all these things in production, is we may not get as much in 2021 as we got in 2020. But I'm going to tell you right now, I think 2022 is going to be chock full of all kinds of Star Trek stuff. Oh, yes. And that that's kind of my biggest takeaway from this is, yeah, we have a lot of delays due to what happened in 2020 and all of that. But we know all of this is coming sometime. Right. So, you know, it, it's, it's sad. It's definitely a bummer that we're having to get delayed on a lot of this, but man, there's so much Star Trek in our futures. I'm so excited for this. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I think it's going to be when all said and done going to be really great. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to mention with regards to Star Trek on television in 2021 is we are also going to see the changeover from CBS all access to Paramount Plus, that's the uh, the new rebranding of their online streaming service. And I've seen in various places, I, I, I don't know, I, I can't think of anything that I've seen officially, but I've read from people saying that it's going to be in Q1 of 2021. I don't know. Do you know anything more about the timing of that? I can't remember any dates or anything, but that was my impression too. That was early this year, like, yeah, in first quarter. Okay. So, yeah, we'll be interested to see what that looks like. I'll rely on you to kind of report a bit about that because, of course, I don't, do not have CBS All Access slash Paramount Plus here in Canada where I'm at. But, uh, yeah. 
or at least we do, we do have it here, but that's not how we watch Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a little different there uh, than it is here in the States. Here's the thing, though, I'm wondering. Uh, right now, there is a section if you go into CBS All Access and you pull up shows and there's different categories like, you know, animation, action, you know, mystery, da, 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 da. And then there's a section that says Star Trek and you go in there and there's all the Star Trek series, but there's not the Star Trek movies. I'm wondering when it goes to Paramount Plus, if they'll take a chapter out of what Disney Plus has done and put a lot more of their library in there. And because of the merging of Viacom and CBS together as Viacom CBS, will they put all 13 Paramount produced Star Trek movies into that category and all filmed Star Trek now is in there, which would be awesome. But at the same time, I haven't had all the movies on digital. I have them like on Blu-ray and DVD, but for Christmas I got the box set of Blu-ray so that I can have the codes do all digital and then watch. It will just appear on Paramount Plus and I did it all for nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I I will say that was part of the announcement when they were talking about Paramount Plus last year was that they were going to have all the Star Trek films. Did they say that? I don't remember that. I was pretty sure they did. I'm or, not or saying at least they did. It was, it was heavily implied because they said they would be allowed to, to have the Paramount Library of Star Trek in there as well. So I, I maybe they didn't say all the films, but they did specifically call out the Paramount Library of Star Trek films or something like that. Oh, man. See, I don't even remember that. But if that's <laughs> true, I, I was just thinking, yeah, I was like, I asked for this for Christmas and I was like, okay. And as soon as I put all those digital codes in, they'll be on Paramount Plus anyway. And they'll be like, oh, well, I did that for nothing. It's kind of funny because over the Christmas break, just out of curiosity, I did go through all of the streaming services that I currently have to see if I could find Star Trek for the voyage home because I was a little too lazy to go downstairs and pick the Blu-ray set off the shelf. Right. But uh, yeah, I looked and it's not on anything. It's available to like rent, I think, on Amazon Prime. But there was no streaming service that I had that just carried it. So I was kind of was like, I never thought about that, but yeah, I've not seen any of the Star Trek films digitally uh, streaming anywhere. I see some occasionally. I keep, I keep seeing nemesis pop up in random places for some mm. reason, that one. Also, I, I should say, I think Star Trek beyond is on Netflix. So, but other than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do. Ha- so I will say that uh, Star Trek Star Trek Into Darkness and Star Trek Beyond. I do have those digitally, though. Well, speaking of Star Trek films, let's talk about Star Trek films, Star Trek on the big screen in 2021. Okay, so moving on to Star Trek books in 2021. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah. Uh, What is there really to say here? The whole Star Trek film franchise at Paramount is still a bit of a mess at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, We keep getting little bits of hints here and there of things either moving in one direction or canceled or stopped in another direction. Yeah, I'm not hopeful for any big and maybe an announcement in 2021 but definitely nothing that we're going to see any kind of start of filming or anything like that in 2021 i was going to say i predict that we are going to get an announcement in 2021 now whether that announcement sticks is a whole nother thing (laughs) that's another thing yeah (laughs) we will get an announcement (laughs) 
Oh, it's, it's almost become like, it's become a running joke on this podcast. Uh, yeah. And I, and I think I remember the, the fine folks, Alex Perry over at weekly Trek. Uh, that's kind of something that comes up every once in a while and you can hear the strain in his voice whenever the topic of Star Trek films comes up because, uh, that's a purely news podcast and there's never any substantial news to talk about. So, Oh. Yeah, you know, so my company now owns uh, a bunch of CBS TV stations, and I need to utilize that connection to CBS to somehow get in to find out some information <laughs> if I can. <laughs> yeah, it's really too bad. I mean, you know, my first love for Star Trek is is on the television screen, but, you know, I do enjoy a good Star Trek film. And it would be nice to see them kind of get their act together and, and get that figured out. But, uh, yeah, nothing yet. We'll, we'll keep you apprised though. <laughs> yes. You'll hear it here first or second or third or fourth, but you'll hear it here. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to Star Trek books in 2021. As longtime listeners of the two of us know, we are big fans of the written world of Star Trek. Uh, so we've got a few things coming down the pike in 2021 for fiction. Uh, if you're listening to this episode on the day it drops January 5th, today is the official release date of a new Star Trek Picard novel, the dark veil by James Swallow. Uh, this is featuring the adventures of Riker and Troy aboard the USS Titan in that kind of interim period between the end of Star Trek nemesis and uh, the beginning of Star Trek Picard kind of around the Mars attack is is what I'm given to believe. Really looking forward to this one. We will, of course, have James Swallow on the show to talk about that in uh, the coming weeks. So, yeah, this is kind of a nice way to start out the Star Trek literary year. Yes, it is. So I'm more than halfway through the book as of this recording. Ooh, very nice. Uh, yeah. So we have uh, some early copies here. And. You know, when I went into this, I was thinking of it as a Titan book, you know, I was thinking it was like, oh, because, you know, it's got Riker and Troy on the cover and it's on the Titan. And I went into it thinking like, OK, this is a Titan book, but it's not in the continuity that we've had in the Trek verse for a while. It's now a Titan book in this Star Trek Picard uh, continuity. But then the further I get through in this, I'm not giving away any spoilers, but then I start to realize, oh, no, wait, you know what? This isn't just a Titan adventure. There's this connects to Star Trek Picard in certain ways. So it definitely is a Star Trek Picard novel. Interesting. OK, well, I'm really looking forward to getting into that as well. I haven't started my copy yet, but uh, yeah, really looking forward to that and looking forward to our discussion with James about it, too. So I can't wait till we're done recording because I want to keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> excellent well there's a bit of a gap in the schedule as far as star trek fiction goes after that and it looks like the next entry on the list is april 13th we get a star trek the next generation novel called shadows have offended by newcomer to star trek literature cassandra rose clark uh, this is a bit of a departure from the most recent Star Trek The Next Generation novels in that it takes place during the TNG television series. It's set during season seven and features mostly Deanna Troy and Dr. Crusher, as well as Worf. Those are kind of the three main characters in the in the novel. So 
looking forward to this one. Haven't had like a TNG series based adventure in quite a while. And especially with a new voice to Star Trek literature. Yeah, I'm interested to see uh, what a new author brings to Star Trek and to get back into that time frame of the TV series will be interesting or somewhere shortly after. I don't, I don't remember where it takes place, but I think it's during the seven years. Season of the seven. Series. Yeah. During season seven. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'm really anxious for that. At the same time, it's like, wow, there's like a three month gap. You know, it's like I want more Star Trek novels, but then there's so many Star Trek novels I haven't read. So they're practically new to me anyway, which I'm sure we'll be doing as we go through our book club episodes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, July 6th sees the release of the autobiography of Catherine Janeway by Una McCormick paperback edition. So this is a paperback reprint of the autobiography of Janeway that we got in this last year. If you want to listen to our interview with Una McCormick about that book, uh, check out our book club episode on that. Uh, that's July 6th, if you want the paperback edition. July 27th sees a new Star Trek Deep Space Nine novel. This one, again, set during the Deep Space Nine series by another newcomer to Star Trek fiction, Alex R. White. And this uh, novel apparently focuses mostly on Jadzia Dax and Major Kira. So uh, another one I'm really looking forward to. We, of course, had... Uh, the Too Long a Sacrifice IDW comic series set during the series uh, and now a new novel coming out set during the series again. So I'm, I'm loving this return to Deep Space Nine as we knew it back in the 90s on television. I've always enjoyed the Star Trek novels for Next Generation, Voyager and Deep Space Nine all taking place after the series have ended. But I've always wanted them to still do occasional books during the TV series run. So I, it's nice to get back to that and do some of those now. So I'm really anxious to see like a new Deep Space Nine novel that takes place during this time frame. Definitely. Well, finally, uh, as far as fiction goes, September 7th, we see <laughs> on the schedule the autobiography of Mr. Spock. And we've seen this on the yearly book schedule, I think, since 2018 at this point, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, this is uh, now listed as being by Una McCormick. It was originally by David A. Goodman, but uh, apparently they've made some changes to this book, uh, as, as it's moved along the production schedule. And, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. I suspect a lot of the reasons for the delays, of course, were Spock's involvement in season two of Star Trek discovery, probably wanting to incorporate some of that storyline, I do also wonder, uh, they're getting this out before Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I'm wondering if they're trying to maybe get that out quickly now in order to kind of head that off so that they don't have to be like, oh, shoot, we're already behind on Spock's story again here now. Yeah, so Una McCormick was on our show a while back for the autobiography of Catherine Janeway, and we did talk to her off the show. She wasn't really at a point that she could talk about on the show, but she is, yes, working on this book. And we did say, well, you know, what about strange new worlds? And she's like, oh yeah, just add more to her stress of trying to write an autobiography <laughs> and knowing that there's this series coming out. So I think she's trying to, I don't know, but she, she's aware of the new series come out. She's doing whatever she can to uh, do what she needs to do to write an autobiography. But you know what? It probably will be contradicted when this new series comes out, at least if not in the first season, following seasons will probably contradict something in there, I would think. Yeah. 
Well, of course, uh, these, I, I have to say these dates are probably not all final. Things could shift based on different things. And I also think we're going to see more than what's here. There will, of course, be more announcements of, of books coming out. Maybe that gap between January and April won't be so big, but we're getting pretty late to fill in that area, I think. So, but the latter half of the, the year will definitely have more fiction releases, I think, than what we see here. And and we have also gotten little hints that there may be other Star Trek novels, but they haven't been confirmed. I know there's something out there right now about a TOS novel that we may see in June, but they haven't released who's writing it or a title or anything. So we'll probably get some other novels in there. They just haven't been officially announced yet. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the case most every year. But uh, I do seem to remember there was more to the schedule than what we're seeing here. So uh to be announced. We'll we'll keep on top of this for sure. <laughs> yes, little surprises coming in 2021. Absolutely. Well, we do also have nonfiction and reference books coming in 2021. And of course, uh, there will be more of those than what we mentioned here as well. Uh, but most of what the, the three that we have right now that we know of are all from Hero Collector. And uh, January 12th, so coming up fairly soon here, we have the Star Trek Deep Space Nine Illustrated Handbook by Simon Hugo and Ben Robinson over at Hero Collector. So this will be like a technical behind-the-scenes, in-universe handbook to the the stuff on Deep Space Nine, the station, and that sort of thing. A lot of fun. I actually, I, I do have to say, I only have one of the Hero Collector books, and it's uh, a Shipyards book, and it's Federation Ships from the early years to the end of the 23rd century. And they're beautiful. Like these books are gorgeous with really wonderful artwork and interesting statistics about the ships. If that's something that you're kind of into, which I definitely am. Yeah. I love looking at the illustrations of the ships. I, I can mm -hmm. just, yeah, I, I was thinking of Boimler who says, no, we're all the way down here. That It's like, I like <laughs> to see where things are. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, April 13th, we have another Star Trek Shipyards book. This is the Borg and Delta Quadrant, Acriterian to Krenum by Ian Chaddock, Marcus Riley, and Mark Wright. Another hero collector book. Uh, these ones are the ones they, they show gorgeous photos of these uh, ships and, and the schematics of them. Uh, these are the alien ships of the Delta Quadrant, it looks like. And then a follow-up to that in June 8th, looks like the second part, Star Trek Shipyards, The Delta Quadrant, Lidosian to Zal by Ian Chaddock, Marcus Riley, and Mark Wright again, kind of uh, finishing off, I guess, alphabetically all of the alien ships in the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> wow. How many Shipyards books are out there? I mean, I I'm, I'm, know I'm putting you on the spot, but there's quite a bit, right? There are quite a few. I don't know the number. Uh, like I said, I only have one of them. I just treated myself to one once because they're so gorgeous, but... Uh, yeah, there are tons. I can't imagine. I, I, I imagine there's must be people out there that have every one. It would take up a good chunk of your bookshelf, I think. So I wonder, there aren't any Discovery Shipyards books yet, are there? There are, but they're actually kind of incorporated into the wider universe. So the one that I have is Starfleet ships and Earth ships from like the 21st century through to the end of the 23rd. And the Discovery and the Shenzhou and all the classes that we see in Discovery are actually incorporated in there on the timeline going through them all. So uh, it's kind of cool. They've incorporated it all together. So how does an illustrated book of starships handle the 
Enterprise 1701? Do they go with the version on TOS or Discovery or the Kelvin timeline, or do they put them all in there? <laughs> well, the Kelvin timeline they keep separate uh, because it's just in universe. I think they do have a Kelvin timeline one as well, but it's a it's a separate book. But uh, they show the different versions and different uh, refits, I guess, that the ship oh, okay. has gotten over the years. Yeah. That's cool. Cool. Yeah, mm. I want I want to check these out. I, I've seen them before, but I don't own any. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I I think I had a, an Amazon gift certificate or something, <laughs> so I splurged a little bit on on that book. But nice. Yeah, I don't have a lot of uh, disposable income, unfortunately, to spend on these, but they are gorgeous. And uh, I do highly recommend them based on my experience with the one that I got. That's nice. For me, it's, it, I mean, yeah, income is one thing. Like, I don't want to spend too much money, but also it's space. I mean, I have enough space in our house, but I'm the type of person that I'm, uh, less is more. I'm always, like, trying to get rid of things. So yeah. if there's anything Star Trek that somebody wants that I have, more than likely I might get rid of it and give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's some ideas for some upcoming giveaways on the podcast, maybe. <laughs> on, in all honesty, I have more Star Wars things I'm willing to give away than Star Trek stuff. Hmm. Okay. All right. So anybody who's a Star Wars fan, you never know. Just keep an eye. I might start like a eBay account. <laughs> well, the other thing coming out for Star Trek books in 2021 are, of course, the continuing comics series. Uh, we have Star Trek Year 5, which continues. We get new releases every once in a while. Uh, so that's still ongoing. Really interesting storylines going on in that right now. There is an omnibus of issues 13 to 19 coming on May 18th. Um, that is titled Star Trek Year 5, Weaker Than Man. So uh, that's kind of the next big chunk of Year 5 comics that are getting an omnibus treatment. And, uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying year five so far. So, yeah, we, okay. This is, should be an off channel kind of conversation that we shouldn't be doing here on the show, <laughs> but I'm just going to bring this out to Dan because I think we just recently got, uh, issue 18 has come out this week and then we'll get issue 19 next month. And then we want to cover those on our book club, but do we wait till May until the omnibus comes out or do we just go ahead and review them? I, I don't know. I almost feel like we do it in February. Yeah, maybe. My my inclination would be to wait till May, till the omnibus, just so everyone's on the same page. And, you know, we could have a link to buy the omnibus in the show notes kind of thing if people don't have it. But at the same time, I, I don't know. There's something to be said about doing it maybe a little earlier. Uh, maybe let's throw that out to the audience. What would you prefer to see? Would you like us to wait until May till the omnibus comes out? Or uh, should we tackle those a little sooner? Uh, PositivelyTrek at gmail.com. Email us your answers to that question specifically. Yes, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> or tweet to us at PositivelyTrek as well on Twitter. That, you know, tag us. We'll answer you. <laughs> yeah. Or on our Facebook discussion group, wherever. Yeah, absolutely. Well, another series uh, that started in 2020 that continues into 2021 is the Star Trek Voyager 7's Reckoning miniseries, issues three and four still to come in this year, uh, with an omnibus collection of all four issues coming on July 20th. So that's another one that once we have all the issues, we, we are going to be covering on the book club as well. So 
Uh, really looking forward to that. I haven't actually read any of the issues yet. I've been kind of saving them up for this. I have too, but because we're recording this on the New Year's weekend, I'm almost like got a little more free time that I might be digging into them. Nice. <laughs> well, the other big comic release, uh, March 2nd, we have Star Trek The Next Generation, the Mirror Universe Collection, uh, collecting all three Mirror Universe TNG series. Those are Mirror Broken, Through the Mirror, and Terra Incognita, all kind of collected into one volume coming out March 2nd. So uh, these are older series from the last few years. Uh, Bruce and I have covered all of them on our last podcast, Literary Treks, uh, in various episodes. I couldn't tell you which ones off the top of my head, but... Uh, yeah, that, that's an interesting kind of repackaging of those stories. So anybody that kind of missed those the first time around could pick up this collection. It's going to be a fairly sizable collection with all three of those series in it. Yeah, but it's definitely worth it. Artwork is fantastic. The stories mm-hmm. are great. If you ever wanted to see the next generation in the mirror universe, this is a must. Absolutely. J.K. Woodward's artwork oh, just always blows me away. So this is definitely worth picking up for sure. Well, one uh, more category for 2021 is Star Trek events in 2021. And of course, Star Trek conventions were pretty much put on hold for 2020 for obvious reasons. Uh, Some of the more optimistic people out there are looking to resume them in 2021. We'll see how this schedule holds up. But the first one we have, the first major one on the schedule that we see coming up is Destination Star Trek Germany. Uh, the dates for that, June 25th to 27th, 2021. Uh, so yeah, any fans of uh, Star Trek listening in Germany or who have the ability to travel to Germany at that time, you may get a pretty cool Star Trek convention at that time. Lots of guests listed for this one as well. So hopefully this can go ahead as scheduled. You know, oh gosh, Dan, I've been wanting to get to Germany. I've never been to Germany. And... You know, my ancestors are from Germany, a lot of them. Uh, So I kind of want to go to this. Like, this would be my excuse. But I'm going to say I'm probably going to skip this year because June is just a little too soon for me to feel comfortable traveling really anywhere for through the whole COVID thing. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, We've been told here in Canada that the vaccine rollout would likely see most people vaccinated by September. And I'm assuming that I'm kind of not in the most high priority list. So I I feel like it's going to be a little while before we get, you know, back to normal, whatever normal looks like uh, in this post COVID time. So this is a little early for me as well. (laughs) A little early. Yeah. But then the next big convention is in August and I might start to feel more comfortable then. Yeah, this one. A little bit more reasonable, I think. This is, of course, the 55 Mission Tour, a creation event in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is kind of the replacement for the official Star Trek convention it used to be called in Las Vegas. Uh, This is being held August 11th to 15th. And, of course, we'll have tons of guests. It's a creation event. They always have, I, I think they already have close to 100 people scheduled. Uh, mostly, I think, because the 2020 convention had been uh eventually canceled postponed and then canceled and this is kind of the replacement for that and uh it's a little closer to when i'd feel comfortable going 
I think my biggest uh, hurdle here would be uh, um, money for me <laughs> with regards to this convention. But hopefully in the coming years, uh, I'll be able to get back to these conventions because I really do miss it. Yeah, this one's a little easier for me. I mean, I'm on the East Coast in the Atlanta area, and I do travel a lot in my job. And I'm thinking by the time we get to July, I'm going to be probably back into flying some places. So that's why I think August may start to work for me a little more. So I don't necessarily have business in Las Vegas coming up this year that I know of, but I go to Los Angeles quite a bit because that's the office I report to is in L.A., and I can always drive to Vegas on one of those business trips to L.A. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I will say that the next one I'm really starting to seriously think about because in November I feel pretty comfortable. Yeah. So November 12th to 14th, we get Destination Star Trek London. So uh, if you are in the U.K., I feel like November is getting more definitely towards the safe time. I, I can't see us being in this same position in November, this would be a lot of fun to go to. Uh, I love traveling to uh, the UK and this would be a lot of fun to get to. I, I'm going to say right now, I'm not going to be able to for other reasons, but hopefully COVID concerns will be behind us by then. Yeah. I love London. I would love to go back. The last time I was there was for star Wars celebration in 2016. Ooh, cool. <laughs> uh, but I wasn't there just for that. I just, I was there for a couple of weeks and timed it so that I could be there for a Star Wars celebration, which of all things, I met James Swallow in person. We hung out for a little while uh, while I was there. But um, I don't Maybe, maybe this is the year I go to destination Star Trek in London. I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. You know, it's it's not always a question of, you know, whether I can do it or not financially or time wise or whatever. Sometimes it also has to do with if my wife is okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always a concern for sure. I'm I'm looking at the Destination Star Trek London website and man, it seems like it's like a Voyager reunion year. They've got a lot of guests from Voyager. Oh yeah. Um, I just, I'm looking at that now. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I'm just like, I, okay. I'm at a point now I'm just getting ready to travel. I, I'm, I'm ready to get out of the house. So that's why I'm like, really like, I got to go to something and I want to go something Star Trek. I hear you. I'm right there with you. I'm definitely getting a big case of cabin fever. And I know a lot of people out there are feeling the same way. Uh, I feel like, you know, we're all going to be very ready <laughs> to descend on these conventions once it's safe to do so. So, yeah, very exciting. Well, and there may be some big announcements around that time, too. I feel like that's a big possibility. I don't have on this list, of course, the San Diego Comic-Con or New York Comic-Con or anything like that, but those are tentatively scheduled at the moment as well. So, you know, I, I feel like there's also going to be a bit of hesitation for a lot of people to be packed with a lot of other people into confined spaces. But I also feel like there's going to be a huge surge of people who are just sick of of being cut off from everybody that'll really want to do that. So I don't know. We'll see what that looks like. I'm kind of curious to see how this all looks in over the next couple of years, really. Yeah. It really does depend a lot on where we think things are, where we feel comfortable with COVID at that point. You know, it's, mm -hmm. I like to think it can be in Vegas in August, but I still may not feel comfortable with being in an area of just compact with a lot of people at that point, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say. 
for sure. Now, I've been wanting to go to New York Comic Con a lot, but here's the problem I have with that. It always is on the weekend of my birthday. Which <laughs> I a lot remember, of, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are always like, but that's great, Bruce, celebrate your birthday there. But the thing is, again, I've got a family and I've got my parents nearby. And they want to see me on the weekend of my birthday and all that. And some people say, well, take your family to New York. And believe me, my youngest daughter would love that. And that still may be possible because we're looking at schools, colleges next Ooh. year for her. And yeah, she course. wants to go to, there's certain schools in New York she wants to go to. So we are planning to go to New York and I do a lot of business in New York. So I have a lot of opportunities to go to New York. It's just, you know, if I can time it, if that weekend works for me, who knows? I'm, it may be that out of all that we just discussed, maybe it's New York Comic Con that I end up at. That would be pretty cool. Absolutely. <laughs> well, one final thing that I want to talk about that just kind of uh, crossed our news desk uh, recently there was an announcement about the Star Trek Voyager documentary, and this is uh, being directed by David Zappone, who's the guy that did the Deep Space Nine documentary. This looks like it's going to be kind of along those same lines. He's been tweeting about uh, out updates about this over the last little while. But recently, Garrett Wong had an announcement video talking about the start date for the crowdfunding campaign of March 1st for this project. So, uh, yeah, I, I did support the deep space nine documentary. I love that. I think it was a, a great thing. I'm not maybe financially in a position to support the Voyager one, but I'd still really love to see this project. Uh, I don't know, Bruce, what do you think of this? I'm excited about this. If we get anything like this, uh, for Voyager, that's was like the Deep Space Nine one. I'm all for it. Uh, have they started crowdfunding yet on this? I don't think they have. Have they? They just made the announcement that's coming. Yeah. The so yeah, like a, the the crowdfunding campaign starts on March first. On March first, uh, you said. Okay. What, yeah, Garrett just announced. Okay. So yeah, duh. I knew that because you said it, and I saw the video from Garrett. <laughs> I'm just like totally brain. <laughs> I'm still thinking about London or New York. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll definitely, uh, share my support in this. I did for the deep space nine one. As a matter of fact, when I did it, I submitted my name with my wife's name so she could be in the credits. And to this day, she keeps asking me anytime I bring it up, wait, why am I in the credits? Why is my name there? And I'm like, cause you're my, I wanted to include you. You, you're a deep space nine fan. Come on. She's just not as big as a fan as we are. But anyway, she hasn't yeah. even watched the documentary goodness oh, she, she needs to watch the documentary i gotta tell her that today she <laughs> she shouldn't be watching the tutors again for the 20th time she was she's been doing that this weekend <laughs> uh anyway uh yeah i'm excited for this voyager deserves this it would have been great if this had been produced and released in the 25th anniversary but hey any time is fine as long as we get it yeah definitely well, how about all of you out there? You're going to be supporting the Voyager documentary campaign. Let us know on Twitter at Positively Trek or email us positivelytrek at gmail.com. Uh, and yeah, what are you most excited for in 2021 with regards to Star Trek? I'd love to hear that as well. Bruce, is there, is there something that you would be like, you would dream of seeing from Star Trek in 2021? What's your ideal for, for what's coming in this year from star Trek. Okay. You know, everything that we've had on the list, I want to see, but if there's something that's not on the list that I would love to see in 2021 would be, Oh, I actually do have an answer to this. I think we will get this and it hasn't been announced yet. And I really want to see this to fill the void. Some short Trek episodes. Ah, that was going to be mine as well. That's really? excellent. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I know, um, Alex Kurtzman has said that he, they want to do more and he would love to do more. Uh, but yeah, we've got not gotten any kind of announcement on if they are doing them or not. I feel like they'd be ideal, right? Like they don't take as long to produce. There's much less post-production required for them than a typical episode, right? So yeah, I feel like they would be ideal to kind of fill in some of this gap and, and maybe leave some of us who are jonesing for Star Trek content just a little taste here and there. And I still predict that we're going to get a short tracks with Giorgio and Linus together mm. there's going to be an episode of the two of them doing whatever up to something i like that you know i was thinking earlier when you were talking about section 31 and where did Giorgio end up i was thinking like that would be a cool just 10 minute short treks episode is just her on the other side of of what she went through to to get to where she's going just like a brief introduction kind of like it's not a short Treks episode, but the scene at the end of Star Trek Discovery season one, they released that, that extra scene with Giorgio on the Klingon homeworld and Leland makes contact with her. Yeah. Something like that. Like, I feel like that's almost like a short Treks episode before there was short Treks, if that makes sense. And, uh, I'd, I'd love to see something like that for where, where Giorgio ends up. Just a little tease to let us know what's coming in section 31. That little tease, uh, that scene that you're talking about was Giorgio joining Section 31. When that was released, I thought that when the Blu-ray for Season 1 came out, that they would tag that at the end of the end credits for the last episode of the season as like a bonus scene, which they didn't mm-hmm. do. But, okay, so now you're getting me all excited again. First of all, yes, I'd love to see a short tracks or a little scene that shows where she ends up. But at the same time, it's like, now I'm hoping on this week's episode of Discovery, the credits roll and the very last scene is a bonus scene of where she ends up. Now, Ooh, see, that I would just, be cool. I want to know this information <laughs> now, people, now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, oh, that would be cool. Well, what are your hopes and dreams for 2021? Like I said, let us know on Twitter or email us, or you can tweet to me specifically at Kurtrats. That's K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S. You can also find me on youtube.com slash Kurtrats Productions. And Bruce? You can reach out to me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex. You can even email me at Admiral underscore Rex at yahoo.com if you want to do it that way. Let me know what convention you think I should go to. And maybe we should just have everybody vote on that. And that's the one I end up going to. Maybe we'll do it that way. But uh, you can also find me. You can do it to poll. Yes, exactly. A Tapal on that. You can also find me on Goodreads. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at Admiral Rex. Uh, And yeah, and occasionally on the Star Wars report. Excellent. Well, thank you so much everyone out there for listening to us rattle on about star trek in 2021 this week really looking forward to this new year with all of you thank you so much for listening we'll see you in the next episode until then as always stay positive Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.